Guinea leader Colonel Mamedi Domboya had a few things to say to the world leaders at the UN General Assembly. And one of the, my favorite things that he has said was when he said, we're not pro this, pro that, pro China, pro Russia, pro US. We are pro African. And I love that. Let me just show you his speech. We'll come back and discuss. All aware that this democratic model that you have so insidiously, skillfully imposed on us after the La Bolle summit in France, something you've been imposing almost religiously, this model does not work. Various economic and social indices demonstrate this plain and clear. This is not a value judgment on democracy itself. Believe me, this is just taking stock of the situation. It's a balance sheet. Over several decades of chaotic experimentation with this model in our environment, we can make this observation. This was a period full of nothing but political games. And this, of course, has been to the detriment of what is essential, namely the economy and the local processing of our natural resources. Allow me to take this truth exercise a little further. Through my short but very intense experience of managing a state, Guinea, I have come to better understand the extent to which this model has, above all, contributed to maintaining a system of exploitation and plunder of our resources by others and a rampant corruption of our elites. I must confess in this regard that everything that I am facing goes beyond all imagination. These are the same people who profess democracy, transparency, who denounce poor governance and corruption, who dictate the rules. It is they who, behind the scenes, very discreetly and underhandedly, are increasing pressure to make us cede our national wealth through unconscionable Leonine contracts. I understand certain leaders and some of my predecessors who, because they possess certain weaknesses, because they were under pressure, or because they had skeletons in their closets, or particularly because they had a political agenda, gave in to what was being asked of them. I understand them, even if I do not approve. In some cases, I was even reminded that if I had a political agenda, I would be less comfortable carrying out the reforms that my government and I are tackling. One thing is certain. We have but one concern, and that is the well-being of the people and living together. This is our priority. The African people are tired, exhausted by the categorizations 
with which everyone wants to box us in. We, Africans, are insulted by the boxes, the categories, which sometimes place us under the influence of the Americans, sometimes under that of the British, sometimes the French, or the Chinese, or the Russians, and even the Turks. We are neither pro nor anti-American. We are neither pro nor anti-Chinese, nor pro or anti-French, nor pro or anti-Russian, nor pro or anti-Turkish. We are simply pro-African, that is all. Placing us under the influence of this or that power is an insult. It is contempt and racism towards a continent of more than 1,300,000,000 people. It is important that in this prestigious and influential assembly we understand clearly and definitively that the era of the old Africa is over. With a population of more than 1 billion Africans, around 70% of whom are young people, young people who are completely free, open-minded, open to the world, and determined to take their destiny into their own hands. The time has come to realize that the structures the rules from the post-war era established in the absence of our states, which did not yet exist at the time, are obsolete. This is the end of an unbalanced and unjust era where we had no say in the matter. It is time to take our rights into our account and to let us take our proper place. But also, and above all, it is time to stop lecturing us and to stop treating us with condescension like children. Rest assured that we're old enough to know what is good for us. We are mature enough to define our priorities, to design our own models, which are in line with our identity, the daily reality of, of our countries and our populations, in line with what we are, quite simply. We would be very grateful to you if you trust us and let us run our business as you have allowed in certain regions of the world, as you have allowed in Asia, in the Near, in the Middle East to cite only a few. This infantilization that we have experienced has had the worst effects on African youth who are now emancipated. In this context, we are all challenged and called upon to carry a 
out a better analysis of the situation with a view to initiating and pursuing new policies for the benefit of all. The international community must look to Africa with new eyes. It must now engage in genuine cooperation with Africa in a spirit of win-win partnership. I thank you for your attention. Thank you. He said placing us in this or that power is basically insulting us and it is racism. That's what he said. I agree with him because have you noticed how if an African country decides, let's say, to work with Russia or China, how the EU will come after that country, how the US will come after that country and say they don't know any better or they'll tell us they quite literally have told us before that the Chinese are taking advantage of you, Russians are taking advantage of you, as if we don't have our own minds, as if we're not sovereign countries. They literally see us as something you can manipulate and that's what he was addressing. It is racism that makes you believe that we can't decide who we want to have relationships with, who we want to trade with and who we want to pursue any sort of strategic goals and partnerships. So that's what he said and I love that he also addressed the democracy debate. You know how there's a huge debate right now as to if democracy really is working or not. He believes that it doesn't work and many people believe that as well. Some people would might say it's not perfect but at least it's the best thing that we have right now but at the end of the day we know and we are seeing how it's being used against especially vulnerable countries and nations. So democracy is basically something you want to say when you want to pass on that mentality that you care about the people, you care about equality, but that's not what we see on the ground. For example, the United States always speaks about how they believe in democracy, but they will call out a nation that they're not crazy about when there's an election that has gone south and that's not really doing what they're supposed to do. Like it's not a just or a fair election, right? They will call them out, they will put on sanctions, but the same thing or even worse will happen to one of their allies, one of their puppet leaders countries and they will say, oh, nothing to see here. We think this was a democratically elected leader. So it's like, what are we talking about? Either we, have the same fair way of doing things. We want fairness, but if we're not gonna be about it, then there's no such thing as democracy. It's all a facade. But yeah, that's still something that people are debating and people are talking about, but what's the alternative is the best question also to ask because if we move from democracy, where exactly are we headed? Which concept are we going to follow? But anyways, fam, let us know down below what your thoughts are about the colonel's speech I am Ongil Zalalem. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.